4: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there.
2: I'm Johnny B. Good, the host of the podcast Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin. This podcast dives deep into the story of Ray Trapani and his company, Centratech. I'll explore how 320-somethings built a company out of lies, deceit, and greed. I've been saying since a very young age that I was going to be a millionaire. If someone was like, "Oh, what's your best way of making money?" I'm like, "Oh, we should start some sort of scheme." Listen to Creating a Con: The Story of Bitcoin on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: This is Burke in the Game, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hey guys, welcome to Burke in the Game. I'm very excited about today's episode, but before we get there, I'd like to, as usual, give you a little update on how I'm doing. So I'm prepping right now to... Um, I guess, start a project that I can't talk about yet. And I feel very, I guess, low in energy at this moment. I'm on a 900 calorie a day diet. I know that sounds crazy. And before you judge, you know, um, this is something that I, for me and for my own sanity that I need to do, I'm not promoting that everybody go on a diet that is 900 calories. But because of my body dysmorphia, I mean, you're witnessing it right now, as as I'm telling you, that um, there is probably an... mm, not ideal weight that I'm trying to hit, but um, at the end of the day, if this is what's going to bring peace of mind before starting this project or when I start the project, then so be it. So I just wanted to give you that update as far as my sobriety goes. Um, I did a sit-down interview with Good Morning America um, about my sobriety, but also, you know, because of this podcast, they heard the they heard um, the part where I talked about how you know, at times I do feel like drinking again. And I have to say, as far as that goes, I am better. I'm back in a 12-step program. So that is very exciting. So I am, you know, trying to get through it and trying not to rush through it or trying not to judge myself while I go through it. Because, you know, with one of the steps, it's pretty intense because it asks you to basically write down, you know, any person you've ever had any type of resentment towards and then to basically, you know, hold yourself accountable as well. And I guess for me, what was overwhelming during the beginning stages of uh, the divorce was the fact that I didn't want to go there. I felt so like my heart felt so heavy as it was um, already during that time. Yet, you know, I know that me feeling like wanting to drink again had a lot to do with the fact that I wasn't in the program. So I just wanted to update you guys that I'm back in the program, taking it one step at a time, one minute at a time. Um, And yeah, so that is the update. Now, for our guest for today's podcast, it's gonna be Nick Vial or Vial or I don't know. But um yeah, I'm very excited to have him on because we actually have something in common. We both did Dancing with the Stars. I wasn't on the season that he was on. I was taking a break, but um, I can't wait to hear about his, his experience and all of this amazing advice he gives to people on his podcast, Vial Files. So you won't wanna miss it.
1: Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty.
6: Alt-Rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts seven questions, limitless answers.
3: I never thought I'd take my three young kids to Sicily to solve a century-old mystery, but that's what I'm doing in my new podcast, The Sicilian Inheritance. Join us as we travel thousands of miles on the beautiful and crazy island of Sicily, as I trace my roots back through a mystery for the ages and untangle clues within my family's origin story, which has morphed like a game of telephone through the generations. Was our family matriarch killed in a land deal gone wrong? Or was it by the Sicilian Mafia? A lover's quarrel? Or was she, as my father believed, a witch? Listen to the Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: Hi, how Hi. are you? Good, how how are long you? has it been? Was I on your season of Dancing with the Stars?
0: No, you were. I you wasn't. Took, you took that season off.
5: Okay, okay. I was wondering. I was like, I don't, I vaguely, I'm like, I'm sure I would have remembered you. But yeah, I figured. I think okay. we
0: met once in like passing, but we never like really Yeah. hung out
5: like salsa dance or anything.
0: Definitely never salsa Um, dance.
5: So we do have that in common. Um, Do you, mm, did you have a good experience on Dancing with the Stars or was it really hardcore?
0: I loved it, yeah. Yeah? Like my only regret is, I wish I would have just enjoyed it a little bit more. I think I really, like I wanted to do well and like I worked really hard and I got a little little too nervous. Like, you know, and it wasn't until like the end until after like I got like eliminated and they like brought back some of like the people who did well to like, you know, do your best dance and stuff like that, that I like just started having fun. So, um, but overall I really enjoyed it and I I had a ton of fun.
5: And your partner was Peta Schmorkowski at the time or Murgatroyd still?
0: Uh, She was with Max, but you know, she, I think she's still on Dancing with the Stars. She had just had her baby. Like she- Oh, right. I mean, it was, yeah, she was like literally just had the baby wow and, yeah so it was, okay um her like coming back yes already, and so and
5: so you were her workout basically
0: <laughs> basically yeah yeah so
5: what did you because i believe you know for me dance has been my whole life and um in a way has saved my life in in many ways but for you what was i guess what was your takeaway with um with dancing with stars what did you learn that maybe brought into your life today or did you not learn much other than the cha-cha <laughs>
0: Yeah. I mean, other than like, I really enjoy, I mean, I've always liked dancing, you know, like as a a kid from Wisconsin, I, you know, I was always a a hoot at the weddings, so to speak. But like, yeah, I mean, I, I never, like, I wouldn't say it like it was like some sort of like formative experience, so to speak. But um, I, it certainly gave me a vast appreciation for, um you know what you guys do and just like just how technical it is you know because that was the biggest struggle for me is you know like you know as as obviously a male competitor I watched people like Max and Val and and their ability to not only dance and do all the steps perfectly but like truly be in the moment and perform you know and like terms, and by perform I mean like get into the character of the dance and things like that which you know something i struggle with because i was always just like one two and like you know like get, make <laughs> sure my arm, counted are, um, arms up like that and so yeah. uh, i had just such an appreciation for the ability to do that and um so it was just really cool to see
5: it looks a lot easier than it is right i mean like oh my god it, yeah you're like oh pff, i club dance i can definitely ballroom dance and i'm you're uh, you're up for a rude awakening but um from what i saw you didn't do bad at all i thought you guys looked great together dancing is a whole nother beast and then dancing with a partner um and then when you compare yourself to max and val which isn't a fair comparison it probably you know look we've done this since we were kids so like yeah. for us we can rumble walk to the toilet half asleep you know like that's just what we do but um, with what you guys are doing on the show, you're just completely vulnerable. You're doing something you've never done before in front of millions of people wearing rhinestone spray tan and the occasional guy liner, right? Like it's not um, it's not the best scenario, but yet when you embrace it and when you are vulnerable, it brings out a beautiful side of you and it really is about the journey. How long did you last, Till?
0: I was, uh, me and... and uh, uh, um... Uh, I was like top five, six. We, I was a double okay. elimination and I went home with a oh, double elimination. So, so I missed the final four by one week. That sucks, man. Yeah. Well,
5: anyway, well, there's always all stars. Okay, let's move on to bigger and better things. So you have an amazing girlfriend, right? Natalie, you guys are really, really cute. How did you guys meet, if you don't mind talking
0: about it? Uh, she slid into my DMs. You know, ha! <laughs> so she, uh, she hit it up, you know? She went for what I she love wanted. It. Yeah. And
5: what made you be like, this is the one i'm sure a lot of people slide into your dms nick
0: uh well i mean why i responded was i you know i thought she was attractive of course um yes. i did you know it's not you don't it's not much to go on on uh on instagram in terms of or, or, or also i think you make a mistake if thinking you can learn a ton by whatever people post but i did right. find her attractive and and, and responded um and it took, you know, and we eventually met up and and got to know each other, and um, and we hung out for nine months off and on, um, and uh, eventually we uh, got in a relationship. But mostly based off the fact that she was, um, very confident, and and what she thought we could be, and it was probably her confidence that, uh, and her her confidence and her patience with me that allowed uh, us to finally become a, a couple and, and be in a successful relationship.
5: How long have you guys been together?
0: Uh, about two years now.
5: Oh, wow, okay. Yeah. And so you guys have an age gap. Does that even matter? Like, because listen, I'm single, just to give you a little backstory. I'm newly divorced. Oh, I'm not even technically divorced yet, but um, getting there and I sucked at the dating stuff um, prior, and I'm assuming I still do, but I haven't tried. <laughs> Right. And so like I'm the reason why I'm asking um, so many questions about your personal life is because I'm hoping to learn something today. So maybe you can help me out here. I but- think
0: uh, I think it can matter, you know, like, you know, it was something that um, I had a lot of hesitation about, you know. Um, and, you know, when we were kind of just hanging out, um, it was something I was, you know, just nervous about the role it would play in our relationship. Mm-hmm. Um and she was you know less nervous and more confident and i i think the way i I finally accepted it and and was willing to take a risk because you know listen every anytime you meet someone um regardless if you know for example like i I quickly learned um about that you know that hurdle so to speak you know because it's like how old are you and you you, you learn that fast so some things you can learn quickly like that other things you have to get to know someone to like peel back some like potential like you know uh hurdles or something that could like affect compatibility right Mm -hmm. and so um you know i we we were not we were not delusioned by that you know like we accepted that possibility we didn't pretend it wasn't a potential challenge and we didn't pretend it was something that we needed to be mindful of uh thankfully you know, when we spent time together, it's not something that we really felt all that much um, in terms of, you know, we felt like we were very much e- each other's equals. We, we felt very much like equal partnerships in terms of like, you know, the power dynamic we didn't feel was weighted one direction or the other. Mm-hmm. And we were both mindful of that. And it was a priority for both of us to make sure that we, we maintain that level of equality and. Um, you know, we talked about like where we were in our lives in terms of what we wanted out of relationships in terms of like, you know, how quickly we wanted to have kids and things like that. And that seemed to really line up. And so, but you know, it's, it's, it's things that like that. I think you just, you always, in any relationship, you just always have to be mindful of like, Mm -hmm. listen, here's where we're really compatible. Here's where we're a fit. Here are some areas in which you know we we might not be totally aligned or on the same page but that doesn't necessarily mean we can't make it work and then you would have to start prioritizing what is a bigger priority for you and, and and make it work and that's kind of just the approach we took um mm-hmm. and you know because like you know for example like when a lot of people ask questions like that on, on like i'm on my show you know i'm not here to tell like i don't know like i'm not here to tell people what's yeah what's right or right right you don't or have the
5: solutions because if you did you'd be busy
0: well, yeah, and like you know, there's so many different types of relationships out there these days, right? And mm-hmm. I think you know it's hard enough to find some find people we connect with. So I think it's important not to judge ourselves or other people, but also be honest with ourselves about mm-hmm. the situations we're putting ourselves in, and just you know just be honest with like, hey, this could be a challenge. Like, how do we address that? Because a lot of people, instead of doing that, will just tell themselves, "Oh, it's not a big deal. I'm different, or we're different, or yeah. the situation's different," and then and that, that lack of compatibility or that potential hurdle will, will come up and instead of just being prepared for it or acknowledging that it is a thing, you, you kind of ignore it and then that does start affecting the relationship in, in ways that you didn't expect. And then, you know, it kind of bleeds into other aspects of the relationship and creates maybe anxiety or jealousy or confusion and things like that.
5: I hear you. So you mentioned kids. So is this something that you guys have talked about, marriage and kids or just kids?
0: Uh, both, yeah. I mean, getting married and having kids is, still, uh, is a priority for both of us. And it's something that, you know, I think um, we see in the not to, not so distant future. Um, mm-hmm. There's no like immediate plans or anything like that. But it's <laughs> definitely like, you know, neither of us are like, hey, I'm not ready to, you right. know, I'm, I'm five years away or, or, or 10 years away or anything like that. So it's definitely, you know, on our radar.
5: That's amazing. I love that. Um, well, congrats on your relationship. I think that sounds Thanks. beautiful. And I love your, um, I guess, all of your knowledge when it comes to uh, relationships. I hear it on your podcast. I It's Vile Files, just because it rhymes, but it's really, yeah. that's not how you pronounce it. Your- it's that, Vile Files. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, got it. And so I was listening to it and I'm I'm going to ask you some questions and maybe you can give me some advice.
0: Shoot. Yeah, let's do it.
6: Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney.
1: I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty.
6: Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair.
0: That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end.
6: And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless
3: answers. I never thought I'd take my three young kids to Sicily to solve a century-old mystery, but that's what I'm doing in my new podcast, The Sicilian Inheritance. Join us as we travel thousands of miles on the beautiful and crazy island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a mystery for the ages and untangle clues within my family's origin story, which has morphed like a game of telephone through the generations. Was our family matriarch killed in a land deal gone wrong? Or was it by the Sicilian Mafia? A lover's quarrel? Or was she, as my father believed, a witch? Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals.
5: When you talk about like, okay, yeah, just be honest with yourself and about yourself and like your actual priorities and with that other person. You know, in the beginning, it's this like honeymoon phase, right? And you're yeah. kind of, especially as a woman, um, I tend to maybe mm, exaggerate the what I want depending on who it is, right? I If I really like the person, then maybe I'll be like, yeah, I love reptiles, you know? Sure. And I'm yeah. not really like a huge... Uh, You know reptile um person but um and then things get real after a few months so what is your advice on like i get also very (laughs) obsessed and i'm an addict so it's either all or nothing so i've been advised when i am ready to date because i'm not ready to date just yet but when i am ready to date a pool of men so that i don't get so fixated on one do you agree
0: uh i can see the logic there right yeah. i mean i'm not i'm not i've never
5: done that before yeah. so it's really weird for me
0: you know i'm not that familiar with addiction i mean i'm familiar with it in the concept that like people experience right. it but i don't God. have a lot of knowledge around that but That's i, I that logic makes sense right yeah yeah and again like everyone's different so for you to recognize that hey i, I have a habit of if i likes anything about someone i history has told me that i have you know, like really jump yeah. the gun and become <laughs> obsessive over one thing yeah, and, and yep. convince myself that I really like them. And then I kind of stopped learning about them. Uh and yeah, I think it's good to like find tools to like you know hold us more accountable to ourselves, mm. so to speak, right? To yep. especially early on, right? Like I think yeah. it's good to play the field a little bit because it's fun to get excited about people we meet like that's Mm -hmm. a normal feeling to feel excitement and we all desire love and connection but you know we we often men and women and not just you and not people who suffer from addiction have a tendency of of feeling that connection and then just deciding that oh i like this person and then instead of like continue to learn about the person they barely know Mm-hmm. Um they will just say I want now now their goal becomes I want them to like me. Yeah. And then become yeah. obsessed with making sure yeah. that the person likes them rather than to say, well, I'm really excited. I like what I know so far, but there's so much I don't know about this person. So, I'm going to enjoy this being excited about someone and then tell myself, "Hey, I just this is exciting, this is fun." but let's just keep learning let's keep asking questions let's be, let's be open minded to the possibility yeah. that we're excited but maybe I won't be as excited 3 weeks from now when I learn more but sometimes Amen. we're so afraid of learning more yeah. because we we like this this moment we make up this fantasy in yeah. our head
5: like I've got the most amazing episode of general hospital in my head it's like And it's not real. This is all this is not. But then I believe the thoughts. So this is why I am saying I'm not ready to date because I I understand that um, infatuation period. And um, I tend to like I follow through Man, like no matter what I will be there and I will give you 100 percent. And then yet, you know, when you're asking for that in return, I just get disappointed. I'm setting myself up for failure in a way. When it comes to expectations, thinking that everyone needs to be like me or the person I'm dating, how do you date multiple people at the same time?
0: Oh, uh, was a lot of boundaries and, you know, like it's like? honesty, you know. Um, what type of boundaries? Well, well, early on, I would say boundaries with yourself, you know, like right. again, like uh, tell yourself, you know, you kind of have a conversation with yourself, like what What am I willing to do? You know, like, for example, if I do, I get really like if I hook up with someone, do I feel more emotionally connected to them regardless? Just because like, hey, sex can be intimate or a physical connection can make me feel closer. And can that be misleading to me? Right. You know, so like maybe maybe I'm going to like slow things down physically, especially if I'm dating multiple people and you know so early don't on have
5: sex with multiple people
0: at the same time I, I'm, kidding.
5: I'm kidding i'm kidding it de-
0: it depends right i mean listen if i think here's the thing you I know couldn't when i do
5: that I, see i have sex yeah. with you i fall in love fast That's so me.
0: if you know that then yeah then like i think other other people aren't like that so but no, if you know that no, about know. yourself it's probably good to like maybe you know Just slow that don't down have sex yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and and you know it's like have you ever met someone like long distance right you know yeah like,
5: i dated someone in england
0: right and 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 the fun part about getting to know someone who lives so far is like your face time and you're texting and it really it really helps you build that emotional connection really fast because like you can really have some really good rich deep conversations yeah um the only you know the, the downside of that is that sometimes you fill in the gaps of yeah. what it would elsewhere. be like elsewhere yeah but the good but the good news is is that you you are forced to talk right yes. and so yes. And I think the big thing is is always finding that balance, right? Yeah, I think yeah. for you know, and I pro- I, I imagine you know, as, as someone who suffers from addiction, balance is a struggle for you. But <laughs> you think? yeah, think um, yeah. But but finding tools to have more balance and boundaries around, like, hey, I have a habit of doing this. What's my like? What's my kind of red flag to myself of like, hey, this is I, I recognize this feeling in the past. You know, because like, you know, like, you know, for you, you and I, you know, as we've gotten older, you've experienced heartbreak in the past. I've experienced heartbreak in the past. And my only hope for me is this like all these mistakes I've made in the past. I was just trying to avoid making them in the future. Amen. You know? brother. And so Amen. it was just it was just more, you know, like some people will call it cynicism to say, you know, like to have certain boundaries or to say, hey, that's great. Like, you know, in the past, like, you know, 22 year old me would get excited and and have these kind of thoughts of like oh we like we're so great together and this is i feel like i've known you forever and there must be something really special and unique between us because like i can't imagine feeling this way about someone and have it not be special and unique but the reality is it's just like there's nothing really like that's not what makes it special you know to me what makes it special is like doing the work and and building it and then having that kind of honest realization that at any moment, feelings can change. and that and knowing that it it, it makes us, for me, want to be more protective and put in the effort in the relationships, because the, they they all take work, and I think sometimes we make the mistake when we're younger, yeah, of thinking that the you know the, well, the movies that we see, yeah now. the movies, right? And so yeah. the, we label something special, mm-hmm. you know, our relationships. and whether consciously or subconsciously, I think that implies that we it it should be easy and it doesn't require work or effort and that's just not the case you know especially mm-hmm. nowadays with so many people having so many options and temptation and so much access to to dating around and, and and connecting with people and as yeah. soon as one thing doesn't like as soon as there's kind of like a lull in a relationship it's very easy to like you know meet a man or a woman who you're like oh I got chemistry with them mm-hmm. and they didn't piss me off this week and maybe. Maybe I should like, you know, uh, explore that. So have sex with them. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's just really, you know, a, you know, how do you know your limits, you know, know your weaknesses. Right. And be honest about that and take things slow if you're going to date around and what does and does
5: slowly I, I, no, i'm kidding no,
0: I well you. you know it's one of those things like you. and then like do you tell everyone like you know i yeah. don't think you, if you're dating multiple people you're just like listen just you know i'm dating multiple Let's people post on instagram yeah yeah, yeah. but i, but I like, also do think, a
5: podcast about dating like what i'm doing it's i mean it's just a little bit sure
0: much. but like i also think if someone says hey you know like you meet someone you get excited and all of a sudden like hey just like are you dating other people you can say like yeah i've you know I'm, i i think i am dating i i've I, I want to take things slow and I'm enjoying multiple people and I think honestly that keeps people on their toes too. I I'm mean, also if-
5: a serial monogamous so I know that not everybody is like that as I'm learning um, but it is difficult I think. I haven't tried it being me dating other people at the same time but yeah this is going to be about me retraining my brain. Now Another question like what how do you how do you make it work when the woman makes more money than your partner?
0: you gotta find a guy who's confident in himself you know what does think, that
5: consist of Nick uh,
0: i you know it's uh it's hard have you ever
5: dated someone that made more money than you
0: um, I think one girlfriend I had in my twenties uh, there's a period of time where you know. Uh, I think she was making more than me. Um, yeah, i i've I, For me personally, I'm always very attracted to you know motivated women and and women who you know prioritize their careers or just prioritize like have a passion in something. And so yeah. I I've always been attracted to successful people in general. Like it doesn't emasculate
5: you by any means, or no.
0: Well, I mean, listen to say by any means. Like I I, I think to dismiss that altogether. I don't know if that would be Yeah. Like I think listen, I've always been a competitive person, right? Mm-hmm. So would that drive me to work harder? Sure. Would that like would there might be moments of like having to like check my ego? I'm sure it would. But at the end of the day, I find it to be really attractive people who have passions and success and and unless I was dating someone who made me feel bad about it i wouldn't have a problem with it you know like i would find it to be really attractive and i there's not there's a lot of guys who aren't like that but i think there's plenty of men who are and i think it's just you know i think it probably really be important for you to date someone who who's really confident and i think sometimes it's hard to read confidence because confidence sometimes can be read as like you know bravado and like kind of peacock yeah Yeah. peacock energy i i I I, have
5: lots of men in the dance world but i you know that are confident, maybe egotistical, maybe narcissist. I don't know. But like at the end of the day, I'm also, I don't know. I try I'm trying not to date somebody that works in, that I see every day either. You know,
0: I would, uh, I've always said it takes a ton of confidence to admit vulnerability and insecurity. And, mm-hmm. and I think, Amen. I think when you are out there dating, you know, I'm not saying you want to look for someone who's like on the first date, like crying to you about their problems. <laughs> but i think there's a natural progression yeah. right and yeah. i think you know you're on a third or fourth date you're connecting with someone and maybe you share a vulnerability i wouldn't share your deepest darkest secret but like maybe you share something that makes you vulnerable or a little mm-hmm. insecure mm-hmm. and and the appropriate response from someone who has a you know emotional maturity and maybe some confidence and and some empathy would be to first empathize with you about this insecure that you shared thank you for sharing it and then open up about something that maybe they're insecure about which takes confidence right and Mm -hmm. i think that's something that people often overlook when they're trying to figure out who's a confident person it's not the person who's sticking out their chest and peacocking and 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 flashing their car or bragging about you know you know, certain achievements that they have. In fact, that often like displays insecurity, but like people often confuse that with confidence early on. So if if you're having a hard time, especially maybe in your world, you know, see what guys that you're dating early on are willing to share a vulnerability mm. of some kind, especially after you were willing to share one of yours. And mm-hmm. I think that would, uh, that's that's a good sign that you might be dating someone with some real confidence and someone who might, who wouldn't be bothered And even if they were bothered by it, they could at least effectively communicate that with you, you know, instead of like pretending it doesn't bother them and like being dismissive and cold. Maybe they say something like, you know, listen, like, would I love to make more than you sure you know I, I can acknowledge that it bothers me but I'm also really proud of you and I find it really oh. sexual that you're successful it just makes yeah. me want to maybe be more motivated to work harder too. at least that's an honest conversation that you 100%. like can be on the same page rather than like a guy pretending it doesn't bother him and then being a dick you know uh, about you know and, and kind of passively aggressively projecting that insecurity in other aspects of the relationship
5: good advice you should be my new therapist. I'm I love not, my therapist, but um, I think this yeah. is a great perspective. Seriously, you have really good. Sure. Yeah. Are you have you been in therapy? Because you are really giving great advice because uh, you come from a mom and dad that are still married. Maybe that has a lot to do with it. That
0: helps. I mean, I definitely do therapy. I I'm just someone who has had plenty of my own relationship struggles and yeah. I have been a victim of my own ego and okay. i've had experienced a lot of heartbreak i just invested mm-hmm. a lot of uh, energy and time trying to like figure out the mistakes i was making so that i could you know learn from my yeah. mistakes and i i just tried to have some really honest conversations about my choices and and these are the things i've learned through my own experiences that i've if, i'm just trying to like pass on to other yeah. people so
5: i love that i love yeah. you well thank you for i love you i just said i love you i love that <laughs> thank you for sharing nick um okay another question now i know you dance with Peta um who was in a relationship with max and still is now if you had a partner that was single back then i'm not saying now obviously for obvious reasons Mm -hmm. um would you have dated your dance partner or do you like what i'm trying to get at is i know the question to my i know the answer to my question but should i date my dance partner on dancing with the stars if i do it this season
0: uh, I mean, I was also in a relationship, so like that's oh, part of the reason sorry. why we, we yes. got paired. Okay, I hear you. Sorry but about that. to answer let, let's say there was a world in which I was yes. single yes. and they were single. I mean, listen, it would be like listen. Those I, I can see. Let, put it this way: I can you dry see- dry humping all day anyway. You might I as well. can see why it's it's desirable and fun to to do. Yeah. Um, and I'm guessing you've probably have done it already.
5: Huh. I've only been on like thirty-five seasons, right? So um, I'm, sh- I'm definitely sure, definitely all thirty-five yeah. of them. Yeah, I've learned right. my lesson.
0: Uh, but like, <laughs> listen, I, well, so like, I guess to that point is, so it, de- it never works. <laughs> well, yeah, because my guess is, like, it, I mean, I'm sure you're joking a little bit, but it sounds like you have no, you've done. I'm you've, not. It never works. <laughs> well, no. What I'm saying, but how many times have you actually done it?
5: Oh, that's that. Uh. I don't know. Let me go count. But a handful of times. I'll get back to you.
0: Yeah. A handful of times, right? When I do your podcast, maybe. Um, Um,
5: A handful? No, that's a handful. I mean, less than a handful.
0: Okay. So, but I guess my point is, is like, we can agree that (laughs) there's a lot of like reasons why, like I I wrote this in my book, but like chemistry can be manufactured, right? Oh, Totally. you know, and, and chemistry might be manufactured by the environment. You know, you a common connection, you go to the same church can start chemistry, you know, a, a mutual friends hook you up. You, creates think chemistry. you like each other, Yeah. Yeah. Seven and so days a like, week. Yeah. so you recognize that like this, being in this environment creates this natural chemistry. So like, so like it, next time you go in, if you do dancing with the stars and you start feeling chemistry, the first thing you should tell yourself is, Well, I don't don't know if this is, I don't, well, not believe it, but like, I would have some skepticism around it. Right. Uh, right, 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 I would, I would, I wouldn't start immediately being like, Oh, well I have chemistry. Like, let's go for it. (laughs) I would, I would, I would actively like slow it down. And then I would start like trying to not set boundaries, set boundaries. Right. And like not give into the physical aspect because it's so easy to have that physical chemistry when you're dancing, but like have some, have some. A- ask them real questions, you know, yeah. about their past and their history. You know, you got, always got to prioritize and listen to their answers. And you know, we have a way of ignoring the bad answers and and f- focusing on the good answers, right?
5: Because that feeling is just yeah. so addicting. That exactly. feeling, but then I'm like, just get on a roller coaster ride. You'll feel the same type of adrenaline.
0: Yeah. So I, I think it's just like I don't ever like saying never do something because there's no. exceptions to every rule, but. You know,'m I'm, again, I'm a big believer in learning from your past. So your past yeah. has told you that it's easy to connect with people and that might not necessarily be what it actually is. Mm-hmm. So if you feel it again, just slow it down, ask more questions, really try to get to know them as maybe a maybe after
5: the season, if we're still hot yeah. and steamy. Yeah. Then, exactly. but not hot and steamy, meaning like nothing happened, but you yeah. know what I'm saying. Well that's the, the only yeah. couple that's worked ever that has are still married to this day is um Robert Hershevick and now Kim Hershevek and Oh yeah, um, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So uh you know it it could happen the ratio and the statistics isn't very uh, great but um you know what you never know.
0: And it could so, be for you good practice to slow down. Yeah. It's yeah, like cuz you know you, you know you're going to feel that natural chemistry so I that mean, way yeah. That way, you know, to just say, you know, just slow down. I'm going to slow it down. I'm just going to say no to it. And, right. you, and that's a good way to, like, tell yourself no as someone who's not good at telling themselves no.
5: I mean, I'm on a roll. It's been a yeah. year now since I haven't had sex. So we're just we're going to keep it going. There you and go. We're going to keep it going until maybe 2023 will offer me new opportunities. Who knows? But I'm in no rush, like I said. Um so uh, years ago I met with the executive of the bachelorette and they were, um, years ago, like I would say six, seven years ago. And we were in discussion to make me the bachelorette. I, it didn't happen, obviously. Um, do you think that this is something that I should do? The thing is I'm sober and I know you guys get pretty drunk on that show and I think it would be one big trigger.
0: Well, I knowing that you're sober and that you are an addict, I, I'm yeah. guessing they probably would probably not have, good. Yeah, they would, unless well, we I, do a I, sober
5: th- show, which would be I, really embarrassing and boring.
0: I think they would accommodate your needs. Um, yeah. That said, I, 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 don't recommend the bachelorette or the bachelor. Is okay. a is a, it, it's a it's a way to meet someone. Oh yeah. But I definitely don't think it's the way to meet people. Right, right. And right. It's I, not I wouldn't It's not it's not <laughs> the it's not a last resort, it's not a first resort. Yeah. Uh I think you go because you're interested in a really interesting experience and then you're open to finding love. I think if you go in uh needing to find love, it's, it's a recipe for disaster. I mean, I'm not um, needing
5: to find love either, yeah. but like I also I, I'm trying not to have to sign up for a dating app either why um i'm just not a fan of oh
0: no what no does he
5: or she look like oh uh, what is the occupation okay like i just would like to maybe go through a matchmaker first and if there's okay, nothing yeah. there then i guess i'll try the app i
0: i i, I think that's great okay I, I i also think like the, i think probably you know and maybe this might you might relate to this but like i think people are when it comes to ways to meet people, they they're all or nothing, right? Like mm. <laughs>
5: sounds like me. Uh yeah.
0: But a, maybe a more effective approach would be to like, you know, broadening your options. May, try out a matchmaker. Maybe try one dating app. Like a dating app is not the end all be all. It is it is one way to meet people, right? The problem with dating apps is that people get on them and think, oh well, now I. Like they put too much pressure on themselves. They think it's going to be their saving grace, but they also and feel definitely a little- not. They're like judging themselves for being on right. it. You know? Right. right. And then the thing about dating apps is that, you know, every time you're swiping right, you know, and if you don't have an immediate match, there's like, there's a little bit of rejection there.
5: Oh, interesting. And then
0: every time you met, ma- like and that's then you match with someone and then, you know, everyone else is matching with 10, 15 people too, but you're not thinking about that. Oh, interesting. And then, and then you reach out to them and you have a quick conversation and then maybe like, you know, they don't get back to you. We don't know why they don't get back to you. Maybe they're busy. They're out of town. Maybe they connected <sighs> with someone else. We don't know, but we oh, always think good the worst. not for my brain. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then we feel that rejection. So I think you have to just go into a dating app with a lot of boundaries for yourself. Take it slow, you know. If you match with one person that you like focus on that person see where it goes at the same time tell yourself i know nothing about this person maybe they have five good pictures on but like you are starting at zero and just take it easy on yourself and take it slow but like we're not very patient people we want to jump right into it we want to we want to get excited we want to fantasize about our futures as soon as we feel any type of excitement or connection And I think those are the things that kind of set us up, set ourselves up for disappointment. So it's, it's like, it's really just about trying to manage our expectations and, and see, you see, like, you know, I think of rejection as clarity and not disappointment, but you, you, we have to be able to like, kind of train our brains to see it that way. I mean, not everyone likes us you know not, not everyone's obsessed not ev- with us the we're not everyone's that revolve around yeah. us yeah and and and, and then that's okay but it's it's hard to hear that uh, you know rejection is tough and i think yeah. getting better at you know just facing that like you know you can be bummed It's like ah uh. and then like you know if you get on a dating app and you feel that you know that sense of like rejection or like then mm-hmm. then, get, then take a break then right. get off come back right. in a, in 3 weeks but like you know, it's people are on dating apps. They're meeting on dating apps. We have to start judging ourselves for using dating apps. And if we use dating apps, we have to like, you know, take it yeah. slow, limit our options and know when to take a break from them because they can they can get exhausting
5: and addicting. I'm I'm pretty
0: sure. Oh, for sure.
5: Um. OK, so you said that your girl slid into your DMs. Just a couple more questions. I know you got to go. No, I'm um, good. Yeah. Is that something I should do? <laughs> Help, if you like Uncle yeah Nick? hell yeah hell Help.
0: yeah if you're into someone shoot your shot really how? how i don't know i like i mean i you could i mean you're you're shell burke so like so? you you could be lazy and just say hi and chances are you'll get a no, response but i can't do that i i ask like if you're i usually say if you're gonna if you're gonna slide into someone's dm ask a question you know make it easy for them to respond and it like does what? like like if let's say like, let's say i took a picture right now, right? now, like, uh-huh. let's say this, what I'm looking at of you was a photograph, like, yeah. right? Let's say this is on your Instagram. I okay. would look at this and I would say, uh, like, I may I could say, like I was sliding in your DM, I could be like, oh my God, I was like, where did you get those pillows? Like, it's, it's a stupid fucking question. <laughs> yes, 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 but yes, the yes. point is, like, and if I'm sliding in your DM, you yes. know that I'm obviously sliding in your DM. And I'm just right. asking an easy question, so that if you're interested you have an easy response got it right because it what would be so deep how do you respond to high or how do you respond to some I actually, real? actually pers- that's
5: my pet peeve. Yeah. i will not respond to a hi, a high yeah like I, and i will not respond to an emoji i find that disgusting yeah
0: or how do you respond to like something really weirdly personal like how about just like oh something- i can totally do that i could do that yeah. in two seconds
5: i just can't do the high sure but the, I, the small j- talk nick kills me
0: well you're gonna have to small talk a little bit but really a little bit, yeah. Can well, you you're teach not me, sp- teach you're, me not, you're not supposed to have – you just have to put up with it. It's not about teaching it. It's just putting up with it. No, because I'm like... a
5: horrible texter, not sexter. Texter and a sexter probably. So, so but... am I. And
0: every, every, <laughs> everyone is. But like – so so, all then, then you know that yeah. you you just want to get to the coffee date faster.
5: I Yeah, if that. I mean, first like I'd like a, to do a FaceTime just yeah, to see if you're FaceTime. not a psycho killer. That great. would be great. Love that. You do?
0: Yeah, uh, Absolutely.
5: You're not like you're totally down for like FaceTime date then I can yeah, just Yeah, 100%. You know, and then also maybe dinner's a little bit too much of a commitment. Maybe we do coffee like you said.
0: Totally. Yeah, especially if you're meeting someone like via like that you don't know.
5: Right. Uh, right. So why yes. like
0: why would you have a whole meal of food with someone you don't that know? That
5: takes a lot of time out of my yeah. day.
0: So you get on like and and, and you don't want to have a small talk via text with someone you don't know. So right. you you like their face, you say, they say they like to travel. Whatever. So you hop on a Zoom or a FaceTime, and then you have a conversation and you figure out, is there like, do you like their voice? Do you like their sense of humor? If you don't like them, you can disconnect fast. And then, like you said, like, yeah, hey, this went well. How about coffee next week or later this week or something? And then you take it slow there. Also, an easy out of a coffee date. And then, like, and a hike so
5: I can just run away from you if I have to. then
0: Then a hike. Yeah. I think it's great to take it slow. I think. Like anything else, you always want to make sure you're building and moving and progressing and moving forward. You know, that's so very like new to me. That yeah. you're speaking a different language, you take but it yes, slow so and I you build. You. Yeah, yeah. Don't like don't you don't plan on like, hey, let's go on a vacation this week. What? Um, yeah.
3: Why
5: not?
0: Because that's a little <laughs> oh, nuts. My um, goodness, doesn't yeah. it
5: sound amazing though? Like, doesn't that just sound so exciting? It makes my stomach turn in a good way, and that's not good. See, this is why I'm not ready to date yet.
0: You got to take it slow, Cheryl. You right, right, take it right, slow. right, right. Okay.
5: So, what is? Why do you say in your book that's coming out soon? Um, don't text your ex happy birthday. Uh, uh, why? Well, well, I, 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 I've done that because before. they're your ex.
0: They're your ex. Because no one's ever actually texting their ex to wish them a happy birthday.
5: Totally, I totally did. Hundred well, percent.
0: How how uh, and, and and how long have they been in your ex? they well, It was
5: like weeks. It was like two three weeks, and I just yeah. Just I I just up. think.
0: <laughs> here's the thing. It's. If you're the breaker upper, well, first you, of all,
5: it was my ex, soon to be husband. Like I just had to say happy birthday. I mean, we we like split up in January's birthdays, February. You know what I mean? Like sure.
0: Listen, there's exceptions to every rule, but I'm a big thanks. believer okay. in generally thinking that. Okay. If, you, if you're breaking up with someone, that you reaching out to them on their birthday, it's only gonna ruin their day. You know, totally. because in totally. that moment, in that split second, boom, they got the notification that you text them then they read the happy birthday with nothing else. No, it's going to, no emoji. This <laughs> like the thought, like, it's just going to remind them that you still don't want to be with them. And right. if you're the person who was broken up with and you're thinking, wishing them a happy birthday, uh, is going to like, you know, you're just honestly going to annoy them, you know, hmm. because like most likely if you, if they broke up with you, they probably had to like sit down with you and have all those conversations about why they don't want to be with you and truly you're just wanting to have one more conversation because you told yourself that you don't have the closure that you want. Yeah. And so like, it's just generally not for the birthday. And I just, it's not very productive. And, and usually it's, it's people not being honest with themselves about what their real true intentions are with why they're sending the message. Yeah. Uh, allow yourself to heal. I always say, if you want- How wanna, long? Well, until you're healed you know like, i
5: don't think i'm ever gonna be 100 percent healed to be quite honest like that's a lot of trauma it's from when i was a little girl like i sure. think that this all connects right but i think that i definitely could be better
0: until you're generally indifferent about the relationship got it no if, i mean if you, I, if yeah if you yeah if you don't care <laughs> if like it's like if you don't it's like it's like if it's you're more
5: about it, me though like it's more yeah. about like again like i don't want to fall back into the same pattern you know
0: you know, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's just like if you're, it's, it's, you wish them a happy birthday the same way you would like a cousin you're not very close with. Be like, oh, I remembered they're your birthday. So I'll, I guess I'll do this nice because, but you don't really care. Yeah. Then, then it's okay to finally text your ex. But until then, yeah. Chances are you have alternative motives that are either going to negatively affect them or yourself or both of you. you. Uh, that's not really going to be beneficial to like moving on and just being happy.
5: I hear you. I hear you. That's a lot to process and i will process it um okay so on vile files what was the most interesting question that you've ever received or that you couldn't maybe answer
0: uh i always try to answer all of them but i'm also like but you're also
5: like humble enough to be like well that's the thing
0: i have no problem like i'm not a therapist and there's a lot of things i i don't speak to right so it's not that like, it's not really embarrassing. Right. Uh, like for example, today we had, uh, unfortunately a woman who called in who, um, her husband cheated on her with the, the nanny she hired. Oy, and, that's my and, worst nightmare. And then, <laughs> and then he never admitted to it. And now, and now oh. he's dating her. Oh, and, and they have four kids together. And now she has to live through that. Um, and that was Ouch. a hard one to like, try to find some helpful advice. But, um,
5: that's so why you gotta always hire a nanny with no teeth and hair and face on the hair. Yeah. I'm telling. Or hair on the face. Um, wait,
0: wait, yeah. I'm dyslexic. Sorry. Oh, so am I. Uh oh, um, cool. Yeah. Uh, but there's totally. a lot of things that uh, I don't have answers to, and I, I'm not yeah. afraid to acknowledge that. You know, I I'm yeah. very specific on what I talk about, and I'm very quick to recommend therapy for people who. I mean, we could all use therapy, but oh, totally, um, every single person. When, when it comes, yeah, when it comes to. I'm not, you know, I'm not there to diagnose anyone or, you know, for example, like I've had people calling about addiction and I'm very careful about like not Mm -hmm. speaking on things I don't have a lot of knowledge about. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, all I'm really trying to do with questions I get is to, to make people feel a little less powerless and less confused or, and, and I'm just trying to change your perspective because so much about, you know, so much that we experience, uh, is this a matter of, of of seeing it a different way? Um, and, You're so right. And uh, if we can do that, then we can you know get out of our own ways and, and, and enjoy our days a little bit more. And uh, I hear you. You know, sometimes we can get addicted to pain. Uh, I know I have our heartbreak. You know, are you an addict? No, no. But maybe you know, I uh, I, I feel like I, in some ways I have addictive personality. But thankfully, I've yeah. never I've never. Uh, uh, like I've I've been I've been thankful enough to that the substances of yeah. that don't are, aren't aren't a trigger. I mean, we for could be me. addicted yeah. to good
5: things, you know. Like right now, I'm addicted yeah. to um uh this thing called diamond painting. It's like an arts and crafts thing, and I'm yeah, I am that old lady. Uh, yeah, I I, I I have
0: but, an obsessive uh. side of my personality for sure, which you know yeah. um I I it's my I can obsess with my thoughts. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, so just, that's awesome. and that's, that's something that, uh, I've had to try to manage, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. uh, because yeah, heartbreak is something that I think you can be addicted to for sure. And, um, and it's just, you gotta be really careful to try to not get in those, those kind of traps.
5: Yeah. Now, one more question before we go here. Do you believe in couples therapy?
0: Well, 100%. Yeah. I think it's fantastic. Are you guys currently
5: in it? I mean, this is something that me yeah. and my ex, I mean, from when we dated, um because we had history, so we dated before. But um I this was a requirement that I uh, wanted him to come with me to couples therapy.
0: Uh we've talked about it. I think we will do it. We're not currently doing it, but uh yeah, when it comes to couples therapy, I think that you want it, to it's it's it 's better served if it 's sawed as like a a seatbelt or a bicycle helmet it 's yeah. less productive if you think of it as reconstructive surgery you 're
5: trying to fix somebody instead yeah. of like yeah Should or I or just there's, like are you this... wait
0: till there 's a huge problem like someone cheated or something like that mm-hmm. like i yeah. mean i don 't know maybe couples therapy can help a little, but once the damage is done it 's really hard to, right. to to fix something that 's truly broken, but uh, it 's really like any therapy like if it 's used more as maintenance or a safety precaution to give each other tools to like communicate more effectively, to be more mm-hmm. empathetic with each other. Uh, and people though,
5: associate the therapy as like, you have to have problems. Ideally no. it'd be great to go in there before the problems start.
0: 100% yeah. So yeah. I always say like, think of it more of as like a, a bicycle helmet or a, a safety belt or, or things like that, because yeah. no one's gonna argue that there's a, obviously like wearing your safety belt or be uh, you know in a car or wearing a yeah. bicycle helmet or a motorcycle helmet is, is a smart thing to do. Uh, you know, a helmet doesn't do much after you've uh, crashed and, and had a concussion or split your head open.
5: No, unfortunately. Yeah. Okay. So everyone listen to Vile Files and be on the lookout for Nick's first book coming out soon. Don't text your ex happy birthday and other advice on love, sex and dating. When does that come out soon?
0: October 4th. So, so,
5: October 4th. That's very exciting. Audible as well. Cause I'm an audible chick.
0: Me too. Yeah. I'm dyslexic. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good.
5: I just want to thank Nick so much for his time and for his amazing advice. I'm actually shocked that a um, straight man, I'm not saying all straight men, but Nick can actually give some really good advice. I think um, it's some stuff that I need to like marinate and settle in. But ultimately, you should go to BioFiles and ask him all your questions about relationships because he's got some great answers for you. Anyway, so moving on, at the end of every episode, we need to ask the listeners the question of the week which is can sex on the first date ever go long term? Let us know. We want to hear from you. So email us at berkinthegame at iheartradio.com or DM us on Instagram at Game. Again, the question is, can sex on the first date ever go long term? We would love to hear from you guys. Please email or DM and I will talk to you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening and coming along this journey with me. If you like what you hear, then feel free to give this podcast five stars. You can also follow along with my journey on Instagram at BurkinTheGame. And if you have any advice or want to write in, then email me at BurkinTheGame at iHeartRadio.com.
0: It's like the police knew who he was before they
2: got here.
1: From iHeart Podcasts, the medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life.